Robert Garland. Welcome to the Future Champions podcast and thank you for joining me for the Podium podcast again this month. I understand it's a little bit different. We have gone away from what we normally do with our Podium. Do you want to tell me why? It's been a tough month for many of us in Australia for many reasons, but particularly recently with the loss of Shane Warne and Rodney Marsh. And I thought today we should pick three golden moments for Rodney Marsh. And I think that's a great idea. And then maybe next month or next podcast, we can get together and talk about Shane Warne. Absolutely. Shane Warne is exceptional. He was an incredible player, but no lesser light was Rodney Marsh. He was exceptional. Highly respected. And one of the great characters that have come out of cricket in the last 50 years. And I hope after people listen to this podcast that they get an appreciation for just how much players like Rod Marsh, Australians like Rod Marsh, how much they changed the game of cricket in Australia, the game of cricket in the world, but they also shaped and built an Australian identity. I think you couldn't have put it better, Stuart. For me, Rod Marsh was larger than life, was in a group of cricketers that were household names. And we can only reflect on them now with some pride that they are now, in a way, sharing the glories of a magnificent sport across the world. They actually helped create it. And that group back in the 70s, who were, in a sense, deemed dysfunctional to traditional sport, actually lit the fuse with Kerry Packer to create World Series cricket. And the names of Lily... Chapel, Marsh were, were high on the radar there of being disloyal to the sport. But in actual fact, they were so passionate, they wanted to see greater penetration across the community. They knew the love of the game, the bat and the ball could be played in the backyard, as we all know, and they wanted to see it go further. Rodney Marsh was 74, but I guess, like you, the news of Rodney Marsh dying came as an incredible shock. We have some breaking news now. Australian cricket legend Rod Marsh has died at the age of 74. The world cricket community is in shock following the death of Rod Marsh, one of the greatest wicket keepers the game has seen. Terribly sad day for Australian cricket, Laura. Uh, The man known as Bacchus, Bacchus Marsh, Rod Marsh has died. Uh, For the very latest on our breaking news this morning, the, the tragic loss of Rod Marsh. He was every bit the legend with a little touch of Aussie larrikin. Friends, family and fans are mourning the death of legendary wicketkeeper Rod Marsh, the former Australian test selector and player. What did you feel when you heard that news? Oh, no, it's not true. He was actually just at Bundaberg, just up the road, promoting the game, being involved in fundraising, trying to get grassroots cricket even bigger than it is now. He was doing what he loved. Wow. No, Rod Marsh can't do that. It was a surprise, I think, right across the cricketing world. It's very hard when we see someone with so much joy leave this world. Yeah, there's a guy that kicked off, you know, the handlebar mo. He wasn't afraid to have a beer and have a laugh at himself, the people around him. He he was a, an outstanding character and a wonderful West Australian, a wonderful Australian and recognised around the world as one of the finest wicket keepers the game has ever seen. And I had the privilege, like many who loved the sport, from the mid-70s to watch his career 
just fold out and there's so many milestones that we could talk about. So many. And I guess that leads us to what this is, the Future Champions podcast, podium edition with Robert Garland. You usually have a bronze, a silver and a gold. This is an unusual chat because it's about one person. So what have you got for us? Well, let's have three golden moments. That sounds like a great idea. Robert Garland, what is your first golden moment? Well, I think it's got to be his involvement, as I said before, with Kerry Packer and a core of Australian elite cricketers to help set up World Series cricket. They went to market and the market loved it. I've got to tell you that my memories as a young Australian growing up in the 80s, racing out to cricket on a Saturday morning, playing your two overs of bowling, two overs of batting as it was back then when you played cricket as a young lad, and then you'd race home because you'd finish at about 12.30. You'd probably get home for the <laughs> one twenty start and you'd hope that you'd turn the channel around to nine so there's a little channel dial and you get it. And yeah. if the reception was right, if the moment was right, your mum would come in with a sandwich and a <laughs> glass of milk and this is the noise that you would hear. Well, Robert Garland, I get a chill down my spine even now remembering that. There was something special, something changed as a result of a bunch of larrikin Australian cricketers that changed sport in Australia forever. Can you talk about it? Can you talk about those larrikins? What sort of hits me the most is that firstly, the yellow pyjamas. Like they were so used to the lily whites and how they came. And there was the different colours. It was, a, in a sense, a circus from the tr traditional point of view, but people wanted colour. Back then, it was so underdeveloped. And these guys said, hey, everywhere we go, people love watching us. Why aren't they playing it? So they developed it in the West Indies, Sri Lanka. They've knocked off Australia a few times. Pakistan, Zimbabwe. That, that wasn't around in the 70s. So if you go through the history of cricket and you look at the era of Bradman and the gentleman's game, yes, and then the hierarchy and the boards took over cricket and the people had less of a say, the players had less of a say, and by the start of 1970, cricket was dying. Players were getting paid next to nothing and they were barely surviving representing their own country while cricket boards were rich. And it was an imbalance and yes. people were not enjoying the game. Enter Kerry Packer and World Series cricket completely changed cricket in Australia, but it wasn't perceived to be that way from the beginning. Now, it was quite adversarial. There was a lot of toing and froing. Packer actually went over to England. There was a lot of bad press. The public were, in a sense, disappointed that the game was being put into this chaos, but the passion was there for change and it was driven by the players and Marsh was right at the centre of that, not in a malicious sort of way. He wanted to grow the game to strengthen the love of it that he had across more communities and more countries. That's the passion he had. And what people don't realise, and probably if they didn't grow up in that era, 
the players like Marsh and Lilly and Chapel, because they made the decision to align with Kerry Packer and World Series Cricket and Channel 9, they got fired. They got fired from the Australian team. Yeah, absolutely. And so they're like a duck out of water. Where's this going to go? So they turn up in Melbourne. It was the first season was a bit iffy. But in the next season, which I had the fortune to go to, to the SCG, it was an absolute cracker. 44,000 plus first day night game. I went with my brother. We still talk about it. And we sang Aussie songs and we had a fun on the hill. And it was a, it was just a big night out. Glenn Fass go to bowl. The first ball to Buddy Richards. And the first ball under lights in the history of Australian cricket. That voice is so familiar. Being there from the beginning, the master, Bill Laurie, and Richie Benno. Richie Benno, obviously an ex-Australian captain. He was integral to getting people back in the game itself. He had a, an iconic, laconic style, as we know, and we lost Richie a few years ago, but he was very instrumental in this as well. It was an incredible time. Did you actually take time off work? Did you nick off work early to go to the day-nighter? Oh, that's too long ago. I, I would say yes, because it was a day-nighter, so we probably would have left mid-morning. Was it the SCG? Traffic wasn't as bad back then. <laughs> We had a ball. The hill was the hill back then. It was pretty chaotic. But it created a generation of Australians, and those Australians grew up identifying themselves through cricket. And nothing could explain that more than these famous, famous words, Robert Garland. Come on, Aussie, come on. Here, Robert Garland. Little is pounding down like a machine. Pasco's making divots in the green. Marsh is clearing wickets. Hawks is clearing pickets. And the chapel eyes have got that killer gleam. Come on, Aussie, come on, come on. Come on, Aussie, come on, come on. Come on, Aussie, come on, come on. Come on, Aussie, come on. If you haven't heard that song, you haven't lived in Australia, how did World Series cricket change the culture of Australia? Well, it made you proud to be Australian, firstly, but it also got you back out in the ground, like live games. People were just staying away from cricket and TV made you want to go there. I love the fact that in the World Series cricket era, the players were tough, the cricket was tough, but it was full of joy and happiness and a bit of Australian larrikinism. And nothing can explain that better than your second golden moment. And that is the relationship professionally and personally of Lily and Marsh. For listeners who don't feel cricket's their sport, please take some time out to have a look at some of these sporting highlights. It is Australian as Vegemite. And Lily and Marsh were just two Western Australian buddies and the chemistry they had, wicketkeeper, fast bowler, became legendary. 95 wickets, bowl lily, caught Marsh out of 355 dismissals. That's a third of his dismissals were through one relationship. 
The chemistry they had was fantastic. And in watching the game, you would just wait for them to come out. That's what you wanted to see. It did get quite heated out there in the centre at times. And I'm thinking, of course, of the altercation between Lily and Javid Miandad. It was classic marsh in the middle as well. It was a proper altercation. Umpires, it was something that, as an Australian, it lit up Australia. Again full and again flicked away on the leg side. Hello, hello. My goodness. Lily really did ask for that, and that's really very silly. Javid Miandad, hello. My goodness. Well, this is absolutely disgraceful. It really is absolutely stupid. I cannot understand. Lily actually asked for that. He encroached upon Javid Miandad's line, and we very nearly had ourselves a fight on the ground. Lily was intimidatory, and Mars never shut up. And I'm sure he gave plenty of players uh, some angst behind the wicket. And it's designed to dislodge. Cricket is a mind game. It's The bat and ball is only one small part of it. I don't want to get lost from that moment with Javamian Dad, where Javamian yes. Dad was going to hit Lily with the bat. <laughs> and Lily kicked him, and then it, it was on. <laughs> and I remember it, it shows you how much it shaped a nation, because I think that was where memes were created. The next match the next game i don't know if you remember some young lad yeah. held up a sign and it said my sis and my mum hate me and dad <laughs> and to me as a young australian i loved it and that epitomized what australian cricket and what being australian was it was playing tough playing hard but having so much fun while you're doing it we've got a game up till the mid 70s vanilla lily and Marsh was instrumental at that point, and particularly someone like Marsh who put some character in there. The first handlebar mo, we've seen Merv Hughes copy that, David Boone. These were characters. They just had a great love for the game. And as you said, there's the me and dad moment. The signs started to come out, and it started to get a bit more playful and involve the crowd. So you could boo, and then now we've, we've had the emergence of the Barmy Army. Love them. It's all making the sport colourful and energetic. And then in 1984, Rod Marsh decides to retire. He would go on and have a career of giving back to cricket in a significant way. It brings me to your third golden moment, which is Rod Marsh, cricket coach, cricket director, he was the director for the Australian Academy and yes. then the director for the English Academy. He gave so much to young minds, developing their minds and preparing them for professional cricket. He saw the A to Z of it. He put some formula into it. He, he put some discipline into it, process into it. To be asked by an adversary to come and actually coach their juniors and then select their teams. What greater honour could you, could you have for respect for a player? Simply amazing. So Marsh could walk in any space across the world and be recognised because he gave back and he understood the game. He connected with people. And as, as people have said, he was a great character. So a West Australian ambassador, Australian ambassador, someone you could relate to, put your arm around. He was always connecting, even to the 
his last days. That's what he was doing in Bundaberg. I think there's a lot of young cricket players that can thank him for his contribution in Australia from 1990 to 2001 as the director of the academy in Australia to leave that and then to go over to England and work for another three years from 2001 to 2004, where he was the academy director and also helped build and coach and manage the under-19s English side. He loved his country, but he loved cricket as well. Absolutely, and he, he will be dearly missed. Rod Backus Marsh is a legend in his place in history of cricket. 355 dismissals as a wicketkeeper. But also, and I, I, wanna, I guess I want to finish on this, is that as a cricket player, he was not only a wicketkeeper, he was an exceptional leader and an incredible batsman. Yeah, I'm glad you raised that, Stuart, because one of the things that people don't realise is you've got in sport people that just play the game and then you've got people that are innovators. He was one of those. He was always thinking about the game. Now, as a lower order batsman, normally you're not expected to hit any runs. He changed that whole paradigm and was the first Australian wicketkeeper to make a test century in the 1977 centenary test. That was just unheard of. I think in reflecting on his performance, he's now been an icon for people like Adam Gilchrist, for argument's sake, uh, Ian Healy, Tim Payne more recently, in that they are not just wicketkeepers, they're all-rounders. They're expected at six and seven in the batting order to deliver some significant runs. And he started that all-rounder concept. And an exceptional all-rounder he was, an exceptional Australian. I feel proud to reflect back on Rod Marsh's life because he makes me feel like a better Australian. When I grew up and I was searching for my identity, my identity wasn't found in YouTube by American influencers. Mine was putting the coat hanger on the TV so I could get a good reception from Channel 9 and to watch Australians dominate the world and they were leaders and for me that shaped me as a human as a as a young man growing up in Australia I have always felt proud of being an Australian and I'd like to think that Rod Marsh Lily Chapel those legends of the game helped make me prouder just to 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 wrap up you know you look back in 1978 Kerry Packer took out a fair big risk for himself, his business and the game. It was a lasting change and I implore everyone to just take some time out and reflect on a great Australian, Rodney Marsh, MBE, 1947 to 2022, with the lasting changes that he left and the golden memories he's created for all Australians and people around the world. Robert Garland, thank you for joining me on this very special episode of the Future Champions podcast, remembering the life of the great, late Rod Marsh. Thank you, Stuart, and thank you, listeners. Lily's pounding down like a machine. Pasco's making divots in the green. Marsh is clearing wickets. Hawks is clearing pickets. And the chapel eyes have got that killer gleam. Come on, Aussie, come on, come on, come on, Aussie, come on, come on, come on, Aussie, come on, come on, come on, Aussie, come on.